Welcome to Choose Your Attitude, Create Your Life, a podcast inspired by Brianna Ois Strand, a superhuman, a hero, who showed the world what it's like to live life to the fullest. Diagnosed at age three, she dragged around cystic fibrosis and later a pesky superbug, not letting anything get in the way of fulfilling a life some could only dream of. A death sentence of age 13, she packed a full life legacy that her body just couldn't keep up with. After 29 years of life in May 2017, her journey was over, but her legacy continues and is followed by many. Her widower and author of Loving Someone Who Is Dying lives off her inspiring story in hopes to help others live such a full and inspiring life and is the energy behind this podcast. In her own words, choose your attitude, create your life. And now here's your host, Nicholas Strand. All right, everybody, welcome to Choose Your Attitude podcast. Uh, once again, you can subscribe at podcast.chooseyourattitude.com. Um, I'm excited to introduce to you uh, Belinda Lowe's, uh, who is a friend of Brianna's um, through uh, her veterinary school, um, the, uh, her four years of undergrad, and uh, they work together. So welcome to the show, Belinda. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is really cool. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Um, so you knew Brianna and you met her. Um, you guys worked together at a horse treadmill. Um, yeah. I'll first ask your first impressions of Brianna and uh, what you remember uh, by that first impression. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact first time I met her, but I think there's two instances. One, she kept her horse at a um, boarding facility that I was living at at the time. Um, I was kind of living there to feed horses to pay my rent while I was going to school and we both had a horse there. So I met her there first and, um, and then, yeah, secondly, I met her at a research lab where we were doing research on, um, thoroughbred racehorses and where we were running them on like a treadmill that was built for horses. So a, a monstrous treadmill and, um, my first impressions that I remember, um, you know, first of all, I never even knew she had a disease for the longest time. So my first impressions were she was always smiling, <laughs> always bubbly, always interested in me and what's going on with me. And um, always remember she had like the biggest, giantest, most delicious looking frappuccino every time she came in. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, she was just, I, I would have never imagined anything negative could be going on in her life ever. She was just always so excited to see you. And so those are my first impressions. So can you also describe kind of like a little bit more detail working at the horse treadmill um, and kind of what that was? Because that was a huge uh, thing that you two did together. Um, I, I, I actually myself forgot about uh, you being, uh, that's where you guys first met as uh, at the barn where she kept her horse and you were feeding. But um, I think that treadmill was kind of a huge thing. And I, it kind of stepped into that a little bit more too of like what you guys did and uh, the monstrosity of what you guys uh, did together there. Uh, sure. So um, I had just gotten into veterinary school at that time, and I believe I was in my second year, and we were studying um, a condition in horses where they bleed into their lungs. 
um, during a race. And so we are studying a, a drug that we could give them um, to help prevent that and see if it worked. So that included, you know, six or seven research horses that um, we would go pick up from the pasture or their stalls every day. So we would take a giant horse trailer and load them up and then we would bring them to um, the treadmill facility and unload them all, um, clean them all up, you know, um, pick their feet, make sure they're ready to run, make sure they're healthy to run, doing physical exams, uh, making sure that they, you know, they are fully capable, they're pain-free, they're able to do their job. And then they all had... Um, when we would be testing them, we would have, you know, a catheter in their vein. And so it'd be pretty intense um, and it would require quite a bit of focus, as you can imagine, um, loading a, you know, 1,000 to 1,200 pound animal on a treadmill, <laughs> about, you know, 10, size, 10 times the size of the human treadmill and preventing them from getting hurt from, you know, jumping or doing something that could hurt themselves and then once you got them on the treadmill, we would do certain exercise regimes um, where when we were actually getting data, um, we would imitate a real thoroughbred race horse um, or a real, a real race. And so we would kind of start them off, warm them up for a couple of minutes, and then we would slowly ease them up um, speed to the quickest they could go. So if you can imagine a horse running at the highest speed it could ever go, but it's one foot in front of you <laughs> and um and at the same time we're taking blood samples as this horse is running as fast as it can and recording values and trying to get the most data so that we don't have to repeat the study again so um it required a lot of like horsemanship and understanding you know way horses think to keep them safe and then also a lot of you know a lot of um intellectual work to gain accurate samples that could actually be published in a, in a peer-reviewed uh, journal article. So that's basically what we did. And then after they would run, they obviously would have to be taken off the treadmill, cooled out, hosed off, cleaned up, fed, and taken care of, and then taken back to their um, pasture. So you guys worked together uh, doing that, and that was kind of a, a, a process. But as you guys, the personal uh, kind of... Uh, interactions um, from the barn uh, to even working together, um, you kind of had both sides. You had the friendship, you had the work side. um, And so your relationship as friends started to grow. um, And as that occurred from your first impression and and things continued, um, what kind of set Brianna off uh, different than others that kind of gave you uh, some of that inspiration or um, that leadership that that kind of like that uh, the book uh, cover that picture of that glow um, emphasized for you yeah I think Brianna definitely did have that glow um, and it was kind of effortless you know it wasn't scripted it wasn't studied it was innate and it was you know anybody that worked with us you know, including, you know, my boss, Ray, was very fond of her as well. Um, you know, anybody can notice that she just loved what she did and she loved being around people and it was natural. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like she was trying to get her name in an article. You know, she loved people and she loved animals. And so I think the combination of those two 
made it all seem supernatural and made her super likable, desirable, and fun to be around. You know, it didn't seem like work when you were hanging out with Brianna. So when you uh, um, kind of going through college, um, it, it kind of progressed and the friendship uh, started to uh, occur. And that was about the time um, uh, we actually, I think, moved back and you kind of moved on to your way. She was in the undergrad. You were actually, uh, in, I think, it, uh, in the veterinary uh, um, uh, program. So you were actually uh, about four years ahead of she, her, um, I believe. And um, so when we all kind of separated, um, we kind of uh, began our different lives. And um, that inspiration, actually, uh, you actually had a child. And uh, you named her after Brianna. Um, so Brianna was this light and uh, a friend, and it inspired you to name your child after this. Um, describe that, um, the meaning and kind of, uh, you know, the, the strength behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brianna, you know, you know the, my friend Brianna meant a lot to me, even in the short time that I did spend with her. I know I didn't grow up with her. I didn't spend years with her. Um, but I always thought of her. And I, you know, we, me and a friend Heidi did make a trip back to the Seattle area when she was sick at one time to go see her, just because we missed her so much. And, and we really wanted to support her. And I just, I have so many strong her that you know, I only wish I could, you know, wish that my daughter could have. And when Brianna was very sick, I was early pregnant. And, you know, I couldn't be there because I, I live in Canada now. And um, so I kind of heard through Facebook and, and through friends how she was doing. And, and I've, unfortunately, of her passing in May, and uh, which, you know, hit me quite hard. And I, I just thought of her and all of the, you know, all of the experiences I had with her. At the time, my husband and I were throwing around some names for her, for my baby. And we knew it was a girl. Um, and so, you know, there were some other names. But I think as a mom, you always want your daughter to have a name that means something to you. And um, that, you know, that is something very positive to you. And, and I guess, you know, I thought of what I could wish for my daughter because um, I know that she will have her own mind. She will be her own person and I can't force any traits on her. But if I could have some hopes and wishes for her, I could wish that, you know, she had that unending hope that our Brianna did. You know, I wish that if she did have some struggle, like Brianna did, it, it wouldn't let it consume her. You know, she would look for the optimism and live for, you know, what she, whatever opportunity she could and not even let the struggle define her. I wanted her to have her optimism, her, you know, care for animals, which I, my little Brianna does quite love animals. So I'm pretty happy about that. I just, I couldn't think of a you know, a more appropriate or a name that felt better than that. I love it. So it's, it's, for me, it's pretty special. Um, Brianna uh, wasn't, I, I think she was very sick uh, when you had actually had her. So she wasn't fully aware 
of you naming her, uh, which that would have been, I know for me, it, it's pretty amazing. And I know for her, she would have really, um, uh, uh, you know, admired that. Um, from the beginning of meeting her as just Brianna, the horse person, um, <laughs> yeah. to the person you worked with, uh, to learning of Brianna with the struggle, um, or, or not even the struggle, because I, I think that's, that's, she, it wasn't a struggle to her. Um, but with the CF, um, learning that she actually carried this, um, how did you find that relationship uh, begin to grow and kind of see her from a just a normal human being into a, uh, we'll call her a warrior, um, yeah. you know, that, that, that foundation, um, this sweet, beautiful human being, um, yet every day having this constant battle, um, with all those memories and those descriptions, how, how has this constantly ever come up to you as like a, an inspiration or a great reminder, um, uh, using that memory? Absolutely. Um, I was just, you know, kind of just recently with this pandemic going on and how our lives are all changing and things. Um, she did come to me because I, I think sometimes we have the, you know, we start to feel anxieties in our own worries. And, and uh, you know, I am a veterinarian now. And with, you know, with COVID, we are still deemed essential, so I'm able to work. But of course, I... Like, this is so silly even to think about it, but it did really upset me at the time. But I did acquire, like, a little cold, like some mild, you know, nasal congestion and a runny nose. So I was forced to stay home for 10 days. Um, <laughs> and I was really upset because my nature is, you know, I, I don't want to let my team down. You know, I feel like I, I should be out there helping. Um, that's my job. And I felt like I was stuck at home <laughs> doing nothing. And it was really frustrating at first. And I kind of felt like nobody wanted to be around me because I had this runny nose and I'm like, I'm okay. But, you know, I was just really frustrated. And, and so it was kind of grouchy as I came home and, um, you know, I was playing with my little Brianna now and, and I was tired and emotional and, and she got up a few times in the middle of the night. I was even more tired and I eventually laid down with her in her tiny little twin size bed <laughs> And I played with her as she fell asleep. And, and when she did fall asleep, I just kind of became very weepy. I don't even know why I'm crying, but I am. And I just noticed, you know, I just looked and I was like, you know, I just had this overwhelming fear feeling of gratitude that, you know, I'm in the comfort of my home. I'm laying next to my, you know, beautiful, healthy, um, you know, soft-faced little innocent girl. And, you know, I, I began to think of how lucky I was to have her and how, you know, she's positively impacted our family. And I thought about, you know, waking up in the morning and having her run in the room and, you know, say, I love you, mommy. And I thought about, you know, her getting dressed and she was so proud to show me that she did it by herself. And, um, and so about, you know, she has a sense of humor at two years old, you know, she jokes and teases with her dad all the time. All those worries and anxieties had just kind of escaped me. And, and the thought came to mind at that time was Brianna Strand, our Brianna, like her, her that image of her 
in the treadmill. I, I remember it coming in and her standing by the the machine that runs the treadmill and just smiling and, and happy to see me and bright. And I was like, you know, I was so, I'm like, I'm so glad I named my daughter after her because they're so similar. And then, you know, after that, I was like, I just, all those fears and anxieties and that feeling sorry for myself just kind of escaped me. And, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, my, my friend in heaven helped me out last night and, you know, gave me a little bit of relief. Um, and I, I appreciate that, you know, so even in heaven, she's still impacting me in many ways. And I, and I see it through my daughter every day. So I feel it's a big blessing in my life. I love it. Thank you. Um, I, th- I think, um, no, I, I agree. It's, it's those moments uh, where you least expect it um, that the meaning of what Brianna did so effortlessly uh, comes uh, to your strength, um, which is exciting to be able to share uh, in the book and everything. Um, I think the very last question I would have is um, with Brianna's quote, choose your attitude, create your life. Um, as I say that, hearing that maybe come from Brianna, um, what's that quote mean to you? And how have you maybe uh, kind of applied that to your life? I know we've kind of talked about a lot of that right now, um, but kind of more in a direct term of that quote, um, how does that make you feel? Um, I think it's inspiring. And I think, you know, it's probably a lot more natural. And I think she faced, you know, this, condition early on and she became such a uh so wise and mature so young um and I you know I think back to that um that video you shared of her doing her SFA speech um which is very impactful and powerful as well I recommend everybody watch that at some point and um you know for her it seems so easy and sometimes you know maybe for all of us it's a little bit challenging we get you know mixed up in complications at work or, you know, not your complications at home and little, you know, conflicts and you get really inclined by those and you, you forget about, you know, the point and it is, the point is to have a good time and and to enjoy the people you're around. As soon as you choose to have that optimistic, fun-loving attitude, those conflicts go away and, and your relationships get better and, so, you know, I, as a little bit of a perfectionist kind of nerdy person, I can get a little bit um, entrapped by the details, you know, did I do this right? Did I do that right? And I, I get lost in that and I don't see the bigger picture. And I think Brianna had that ability to see that. And so she was, you know, always smiling, always positive because she had that ability to choose your attitude. So I look to that and I look back to all her memories very often, you know, sometimes when I can take a moment to stop and and think about what attitude that I had chosen for the day. Because, you know, we're all human. It's not always, you know, the bright, happy person, but Brianna often brings me back to that. So that's how it kind of impacts my life. I love it. Thank you. Is there any last comments that you could think of to kind of wrap things up a little bit? Um, That was really uh, huge, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, I'm really excited about what you're doing. Um, I think, you know, it's, 
important to remember legacies like that um, and to keep them going for future generations, right? Um, I do have two stepsons and I showed him that FSA video and my Brianna was a baby and I was like, you know, this is the person I named her after and this is why. And, you know, I think they were a little young at the time, so, but I will show it to them again, right? And and I think these people, you know, keeping this legacy alive, so I just want to thank you for doing this because I think she would be grateful and um, I think it's important to all of us who knew Brianna um, it keeps her alive and and I appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Um, it was good to have you on. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm excited to share with the world um, kind of, you know, a, a closer intimate relationship uh, that w- those who actually knew her got to uh, share and carry. Um, and at the same time, like you said, um, that legacy that Brianna created with her quote and just her simplicity uh, she made it feel um, of her heroism of, you know, uh, the, the things we don't have control of and the overwhelming ability to overcome them um, and the grace she led by that. Um, so, um, yeah, so I appreciate it. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us on Choose Your Attitude podcast. Um, don't forget to come visit us at chooseyourattitude.com where you can find more info about the mission as well as wear it, share it. Uh, Choose Your Attitude appeal, uh, Apparel, um, along with my books, Loving Someone Who Is Dying and the illustration, Quotes on a Fridge. If you have any questions or ideas for the show, please email us at podcast at chooseyourattitude.com as we are always excited to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And as always, choose your attitude, create your life. Thanks for listening to Choose Your Attitude, Create Your Life. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address and podcast, chooseyourattitude.com, to your friends and colleagues. If you have a specific topic or question you want Nick to answer or address, or if you want to recommend someone pretty amazing to be on the show, please visit our website and leave your recommendation under our podcast page. While you're there, please leave us a positive review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Join us next time for another edition of Choose Your Attitude, Create Your Life.